Hello and welcome to episode 47 of the Community Trail Running Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Lee. Thank you for joining me once again. So many podcasts out there and I so appreciate you spending a little bit of your time with me. Today we have Jacob Harman of the Swiss Alps 100 on the podcast. He's the race director. We had a great conversation. This race sounds wild. We'll share that in just a moment. Our little bit of housekeeping. Please like, share, rate, subscribe to the podcast. Do me a favor, next time you're out on a run, tell your friend about it if they've not heard about it. Encourage them to sign up. I would really appreciate it. And I have to shout out Rosalind of Roots and Arrows, our second paying subscriber here. Means the world to me. Contributions help me cover the cost to run this thing, keep the lights on, so to speak. Upgrade some stuff here and there. So I can't tell you how much it means to me. Thank you very much, Rosalind and Roots and Arrows. But today we're chatting with Jacob about the Swiss Alps 100. Today's guest is the founder and race director of the Swiss Alps 100, Jacob Hermann. Jacob's event has been going on since 2017, and it sounds like an absolutely breathtaking course, super challenging, and the 2023 version is ready to go August 11th to 13th. He's also an avid trail runner, having completed an insane amount of distances and races. Jacob, thank you for chatting today. Hey, Adam. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. I'm always excited to meet someone new and chat about new races. It's so fun to learn about it all. But before we get to your race, I'd love to just hear a little bit about you and why you started a race. Okay, yeah. Um, well, just a little bit about me, as you might have figured um, with my accent. I'm actually Swiss. So I was born in Switzerland and I grew up there. And uh, actually, I grew up right at the race course of the Swiss Alps 100. So but more about that later. So uh, about when I was 27, I had this um, idea just to go to the United States, to California. Uh, I attended the Santa Monica College and I did my computer science degree. And the goal was to come back after four years (laughs) and just be in Switzerland. But I met my wife, Linda, there. And uh, now four daughters later, (laughs) 23-year marriage, I'm still in Southern California. Um, yeah, I also do love to run. I started in 2004, and then in 2005, I ran, I ran my first ultra, the JFK 50. Nice. miler. It's a beautiful place. And yeah, so far, I have 108 ultra marathons, and <laughs> I, just, I just keep going. It's just, uh, I love it a lot. I typically do one ultra a month, so it's, it's a lot of fun. That's uh, awesome. Uh, with race directing, yeah, it's, it's a long story, but I always wanted to give back in the early days when I didn't have the time to go to trail work. So I'm a web developer. So what I did, I helped races. I designed and programmed their websites. And I did actually 11 websites for free, like, you know, uh, San Diego 100 or PCT 50. Yeah, so that's what I did. And I got to know the race directors. And in 2013, I started to work on AC100, the Angeles Crest 100. It's the fifth oldest 100 miler in the, in the country. Cool. Yeah, since 1986. Uh, and uh, we really got along. And today I'm like a 49% owner of that race. 
Oh, wow. And the uh, race director, yeah, he's uh, 83. So when he's going to stop soon, then I'll take over 100%. But I always wanted to have my own. So in 2015, I was just scouting Southern California to build something on my own. But um, there was just so many. Then suddenly I was like, why not in Switzerland? Right. So I had this idea where I grew up. It's beautiful. And, uh, and, and uh, I wanted to give it a shot, even though it was a long shot, because uh, obviously it's far away organize something like this so it comes to you it is far away here we are years later and you're pulling it off so tell us about the event and maybe where it started and what it's evolved to sure yeah yeah so 2015 i started planning it and just scouting courses and it took me two years uh, for the first race to start in 2017 we started it, it was a half marathon actually and the 80k mm-hmm. because I said I want to start slowly, I don't want to like add directly like let's say 100 miles or so, just mm-hmm. to experience which really helped me down the road too. So over the years, yeah, I keep adding distances and I keep changing the courses slightly and then uh, and it was going well, right? Like it's just an entry, I had like 50 runners for the 80k the first year awesome then uh, yeah the numbers keep doubling every year and then 2020 <laughs> like so many other races i had to cancel it due to covid mm-hmm. uh that was a bummer yeah uh, but i took this opportunity and uh, i was just really researching everything because we were at the start and finish was at the air airport okay that was not really so good there's no facilities so we moved everything over to the sport resort in fish they have like literally everything from the gym to showers to beds to toilets to so that was a that was a really good so that that was the good part coming out of having to cancel the race. I really had the time to organize that. Yeah. So the start finish is perfect now. And last year I added a few more distances. Oh, we added a free kids run. Awesome. Yep. Yep. Well, it's a continental bank. He's sponsoring uh, up to 100 kids to run the race, and they get everything from the bib to the medal, and free drinks and food. It's really it's a lot of fun. Uh, we also do the vertical. It's like six miles, six thousand feet uphill. <laughs> and that's uh, that's a fun one too. And then most impressively, um, Mark Fisher, who ran my first 80k, he helped me over the years, and he's a avid flyer, a glider. So he approached me like, why don't we do a hike and fly? <laughs> and uh, I'm like, I know nothing about it. And I'm not sure if I want to do it because for the respect. And he's like, oh, no, he's going to do it. So he's the race director. And he started last year to do that. And uh, it, was a, it was a good success. And um, we do this year again. The fly course. This is so crazy to me. So you literally hike through and then, and then paraglide? Exactly. So you got your whole equipment. It's about 20 pounds. You go up to the first aid station. That's mandatory to keyboard and it's just really uphill. And from there, you just start flying, right? You're free to do whatever you want. You can just fly down to fish and walk to the finish and you're done. Or you can go across the valley and go up to Breitboden and fly down again and go up to Kaiserstadt aid station and fly again. So whoever has the most elevation change, eventually it's going to be the winner. The most elevation change. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and this how year, this year? I'm sorry. This year, that's really interesting. You're gonna have like um, virtual points. So there's 
they don't have to go to the aid station anymore. It's just like a, a point they have to fly through to get those points. So it's a new level and, and it's going to be very interesting, yes. Wow. How many people register for something like that? Uh, we started off at roughly about 20. Cool. Yeah. And we had, um, of course, you yeah, had the name just, but the, the seven time winner of X Alps, Red Bull X Alps. Uh, yeah, he signed up too, and we were really excited. It's, it's, he's literally the superstar of flying and hike and fly, but then the last minute he couldn't make it, unfortunately. So uh, maybe this year. But yeah, the registration happening again, and uh, it's, it's exciting. That's so, uh, yeah, that like when I read it, it, it absolutely blew my mind. It seems so unique. Are, are you one, you must be one of only a few, if any others. Yes, uh, there are events, hiking flights, but they're truly just hiking flights. So an event who has like ultra running and that to combine, it does not exist. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah. yeah. like So I imagine if you're running the other courses, you might see these people kind of gliding around like while you're out there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah, that's for it. sure. <laughs> and the, the fun part is we, we have a tracker for every single participants for safety. And every 10 seconds, the, the position is updated and you have a big map you see all these points where everybody is it's super interesting and it's kind of funny because once in a while you see somebody like falling down really fast and i'm like i hope it's a flyer not some <laughs> runner falling down the cliffs but yeah you can see like just straight down the line so that, that's that's really interesting oh my gosh that's so fun did you ever in your wildest dreams when you ran that jfk uh, as your first race think that you'd be running something like this <laughs> Oh, no way no absolutely not mm -mm. not really no no <laughs> i could only imagine do you have a, do you have a favorite part of the event or is it your favorite part that you get to continue to do what you want and grow it however you like um just i'm just in awe like i do this because obviously i do a lot a lot of racing too and i know what those runners go through what they have to do in order to succeed is just mind boggling. And so my favorite part is like every year from 9 a.m. Saturday till 9 a.m. Sunday for 24 hours, I'm at the finish line. So everybody who finished, I congratulate, high fives, hugs, and I give the medals and everything. And it's so, uh, I have goosebumps right now. <laughs> just think about it. <laughs> it's just amazing. Like, and yeah, last year, the, one guy ran 160 kilometer in like 26 hours. Oh my gosh! It was like 34,000 feet up. <laughs> it's insane. So, uh, so it's been amazing, and especially the folks coming at the end. They really out there for, for 48, 49 hours, just moving. So, I know what they go through. I've been there. <laughs> And I like to think here in BC, we have a lot of vertical baked into our runs, but your distances and your verticals crazy. The feedback you get from people who, who are out there for any length of time, I imagine it might, it must be like almost life-changing for a lot of people. Uh, yes. Uh, I'm, it's always so great to see the feedback we get on social media after the race, with pictures and descriptions and a lot of people do race videos and document their adventure that way. Um, obviously, everybody's super excited to run along the Alach Glacier, which is UNESCO World Heritage. Uh, we're super privileged to do that. And uh, it's the biggest glacier in the Alps, so it's beautiful. Um, most people are not happy about the suspension bridges. Uh, there's like three of them. 
Okay. Um, really good friend of mine uh, from here, Dan Marincic. He ran it last year, and he's super afraid of heights. But somewhat, they always like, kind of figure it out, and they always do it. So, so those are those are great feedbacks when they go through it, and then they did it and everything. Yeah. So nothing like the views are are just because the courses are so hard, but you get complimented by the views and. and you go from the from the reaches down to the valleys and back up. You, you see literally like everything from the Swiss Alps. That sounds uh, so incredible. Like I, I, the the website's great for the event as well. Uh, when it comes to running or race directing, uh, is there a moment you can just think back to that that makes you proud to think about? I think. Um, I think probably every year, I'm just kind of proud of what the team is doing and how we're growing, how we always keep succeeding, reaching goals. Like this year, we we have Red Bull as a sponsor, something we worked for three years and finally worked out. And it's just, I think, like just the compliments of people coming and, and just run this area where I grew up and hike with my parents when I was a, a kid, you know, that, that, that really makes me proud to be able to, to give them that experience. Uh, I, I can't wait to hear about this year's event uh, and from people who get a chance to participate and you should let them know where they can get more information now, follow along, register, volunteer, all the good stuff. Sure, yeah. But uh, obviously, I did the website. That's what I do. <laughs> so, and I'm very particular. Like, sometimes I go to other race websites and it kind of frustrates me because I cannot find the data I need to, to know about the race. So, I try really hard to have everything there in an organized manner. Um, so, on the website, there's pretty much all the data people need to know. With, for the courses and uh, the registrations. We have a, a online form if they're interested in volunteering. And uh, if they volunteer one year, they can run the race for free the next. Uh, yeah, so obviously we also on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Just search for Swiss Ops 100. And, uh, yeah, we post a lot of the, our stuff there too. Amazing. I will, of course, link to all of it. And huge thank you to you, Jacob Berman. Huge thank you to all of you listening. Shout out to race volunteers everywhere, like those at the Swiss Alps 100. And until next time, I'm Adam Lee, and this is Community Trail Running. Trail Running.